Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. The digital revolution is in full swing, and we're trying to get some sense of what it all means, where it's headed, what's going on. Clearly, data is a massive driving factor and force in this. And I think one of the people who understands the role that data plays uh, in the digital revolution in businesses, the role it's having in driving the whole digital economy and so forth is my very good friend, two-time former colleague, maybe soon three-time colleague, John Foley. John, welcome to Cloud Wars Live. Always great to have you. Thank you, Bob. It's uh, great to uh, talk to you again. Looking forward to this conversation. And um, I just got back from the state of Maine, uh, walking and hiking the coast for a few days. Uh, so my legs are tired, but my head is clear. So looking forward to, uh, to this conversation. John, that's great. That's great. A clear head in the field that you're covering is, is important, right? Um, John, I know you've touched on this before, but just sort of to set the stage for what we're going to talk about, what was that line? I think that projection from Gartner about the percentage of databases that would be in the cloud by the end of, is it next year? That's right, Bob. So I'm going to give you two data points. That's one of them, which is that um, Gartner predicts that 75% of all databases will either be created in the cloud or moved to the cloud by the end of next year. So, you know, that speaks to just this trend towards managing data in the cloud. Another data point that I think is uh, relevant and interesting to this conversation is that both um, IDC and Gartner estimate that companies are only capturing and using less than 5% of the data that is out there, that is available. Uh, so it's interesting, you know, we think that we live in this world, in, in the business world, where companies are just um, uh, swamped with data. And yet, in fact, uh, they're only really using a small percentage of what's out there. Um, and I think we'll get into that in this in this conversation. So, John, if I could, uh, if you'd indulge me, please, just one other thing. You had another, uh, in another discussion, you had an interesting point. I think some futurist or uh, speculator about far into the future, right? Wasn't somebody that you, you commented on expressing some concerns about there'd be so much data was it going to sink the earth or crush the earth or overwhelm the earth, something like that? Yeah, that's right. Yes, there, there was a PhD futurist uh, who saw that um, so much data is being created that at some point well into the future, um, it becomes a problem um, in terms of like the sheer mass of data. Uh, I think we agree uh, that that's a problem that can be... Um, can be managed and solved. Uh, you know, uh, the world of business and technology is pretty good uh, at that kind of thing. Um, but I, the, the broader point is, is a really good one. Uh, you've heard me say this before, that uh, data is growing exponentially. Um, businesses have been, uh, you know, trying to deal with data growth for my entire career as a, as a technology journalist and analyst, which is, is more than 25 years. Um, and I say that data doesn't just grow 10 times, it grows 100 times or 1,000 times. Mm -hmm. So that, uh, you know, look into the future um, 
is one that you know every company I would say should really be thinking about because uh, you know your gigabytes grow to petabytes, grow to exabytes, and next thing you know you're talking yottabytes. So uh, that's the direction things are heading. Maybe you know 20 years from now, but hey, that's a career for many people. Yeah, yeah. And John, one last thing on this. I, there was a, a good friend of mine uh, 15, 20 years or so ago, but he was a consultant and he worked with um, companies on some advanced technology around data storage. And he had a, he had an interesting gig with um, one of the major airlines that uh, was headquartered in Chicago and they had been building their data center there underground and they, uh, at first, you know, it was just a few rooms in the basement. Then it got bigger and bigger. Well, they had expanded out under the uh, runways of O'Hare Airport. And he said, even back then, he said, there was a point at which they were projecting, you know, this is going to be, this could be structurally compromising to the airport. So he said, we had to figure out something completely uh, new about what to do here. So that this world of data, data storage, the growth of it, the proliferation really gets us into some mind-bending uh, scenarios, John. But I know, uh, you know, back here on firmly rooted on planet Earth, uh, one of the big things that you wanted to talk about today was customer data and sort of where things stand with that, John. So what's on your mind about that? Thanks, Bob. So let me start by saying that uh, you and I are both working with uh, the acceleration economy now, and we just launched a new channel there called Data Revolution, um, which um, I would encourage everyone to check that out. Uh, it's um, going to be the place where we put a lot of content and analysis on all that's happening in the world of data. So I'm thinking about this conversation as the customer data revolution. Uh, I think we're in the midst of that. And um, uh, you know, Scott Vaughn kind of prompted this a little bit by raising some questions about data strategy and do companies have the right strategies for customer data? And my thought is, hey, that's a really good question. Uh, you know, everyone needs to be thinking about that because so much is changing. So I would say that there's, you know, let's approach this conversation. I have three questions I'd like to go over. One is how are companies doing today with customer data? Um, second, what can and should they be doing differently? And then third, how do they get there? So Bob, if I could start at the top with how, you know, how companies are, are doing today. You may remember that uh, when I was the database reporter um, uh, back, you know, 20 years ago, I did a cover story, which was um, where the, the headline was mining for gold. Um, I don't know if you remember that, Bob, but it was all about the world of big data warehousing, um, you know, gathering as much customer data as you possibly could, and then running data mining algorithms against that data uh, for insights and, and, and actions that could be taken and opportun business opportunities. And that was kind of the model, the big data warehouse uh, and running data mining algorithms against it. And many companies at the time were on a path to create this holy grail called the 360 degree view of the customer, right? So basically that means you know everything about that customer that you can possibly know uh, as a business. And 
you know, many companies have been working towards that for more than 20 years, as I say. And to be honest, Bob, they're not really very good at it. I think, you know, this is one of those areas where we don't need a lot of surveys and research, right? We're all consumers. We all have firsthand experiences about how, how companies treat us with the data they use. And we know that they're not really that good at it. Not only that, but, um, you know, uh, consumers, customers, um, end users um, are increasingly aware, increasingly knowledgeable about how their data is being managed. And so there's that component as well. So I would say that uh, it's time to rethink this approach to managing customer data. Um, Bob, just a couple of the challenges that companies face, and these, have, uh, these are ongoing, but you know, they, they're important in the context of this conversation. Um, we talked about all that data that's out there. Uh, companies are only capturing some of it, but aggregating data and integrating it is a huge challenge. Um, you know, in the world of data warehousing, um, it's ETL. Um, in the world of cloud data warehouses, it's ELT, extract, load, transform data. It's all about, um, you know, integrating data and having clean data to work with. So that's, that's an issue um, that uh, businesses just need to really continue to focus on. Um, and then, the, you know, another huge area um, of course, is, is data protection and data governance. And Bob, have you noticed, I, I'm, I'm guessing you've, you've experienced this yourself, you know, you're, 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 in, in, you're somewhere and someone says, that's so weird, right? Because they're online and something pops up that they were thinking about or that they might've said. And they're like, how did they know that about me? It's a little unsettling. And so in the world of AI and machine learning um, and uh, you know, um, much of this um, is, is now uh, you know, um, also audio enabled, um, it raises these questions that once again here um, make it a good time to kind of think about how this is all, all being done. And then you know, the other challenge is, is uh, policy and governance and regulation, uh, you know, I'm based in the New York area, Bob, I don't know if you've been following this story, but DoorDash, the food delivery company, um, had to sue the city of New York to stop a new law that would have required DoorDash to share its customer data, including names, addresses, and phone numbers with the restaurants um, that they were picking up the food from. And DoorDash said, hey, look, you don't even get this data from the customer. We, we don't want to give you this data. And so they've, um, they've hit the pause button on enforcement of that law, but it's just one example of many that we're going to see, um, not just at the local level, but at the state and federal and international level of these policies that are going to force companies to get much better at how they manage and govern their data. Well, John, that, that's a you know, terrific and compelling summary you've given about some of those big questions involving customer data. And I was thinking back to that point you said a minute ago where people say, that is so weird. You know, how did they know? And I, I thought, you know, on the one end, <clears throat> that 
movie uh i think it was called vanilla sky that you know the, the newest thing in crime prevention would be you 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 are able to predict what people's behavior will be based on their past behavior their tendencies so they get arrested before they commit crimes isn't that the ideal thing and we're serving stuff up to people before we even sort of know we want it but john i think that peels back to the point you made there at the beginning that most companies are just not very good at it right they've got some of the data they know they need to do some things with it but what are the right things and how do you do that and it's, it's kind of inartful uh, some of these approaches that we get or uh, <clears throat> it might be what the company thinks is good for it but boy the experience from the other side that creepy factor that's uh, that's highly unsettling um John, I think, you know, just one of their observations as I was listening to you and uh, that question you said that our, our friend Scott Vaughn raised about it is, I still think there's a lot of companies that are moving forward. They've got some nice digital initiatives, nice data initiatives moving forward. And we've all said that over the last <clears throat> 20 months, everything has changed. But I think in a lot of cases, companies haven't change their organizational structures, right? So they are moving into new ways of doing things with an old structure for doing them. And I don't know in, in a lot of companies who takes like this ultimate responsibility for customer data. You know, is it the CMO or the CRO or the chief data officer, somebody else here and there? John, do you have a sense of how companies are wrestling with that? Well, uh, it's, it's interesting you should ask this, Bob. So I'll just mention that we had a conversation that touched on some of these things with Scott and some of the other analysts with Acceleration Economy. Um, it's called, it was a roundtable conversation. It was called Prove It. And I would encourage everyone to, to check that out um, on the Acceleration Economy website when it's available. It's an interesting conversation. And we we talked about this and we even debated it a little bit, I will say, and not universal agreement doesn't sound like a cop-out, but it depends, you know, um, on the type of business that you're in. Um, you know, uh, it could in fact be, um, you know, in the day of, days of centralized data warehousing, it might've been the chief information officer. Um, you know, in the world of, of sales and marketing driven companies, it might be this, the CMO, or the chief revenue officer, as you say. I think uh, the key thing here is that it requires a well-orchestrated uh, organizational approach. Uh, organizational readiness and organizational approach. It's, it, you know, you can say that one person has overall responsibility for customer data, but the reality is and we can talk about this a little bit in terms of like the, the platforms and the technologies that enable this. The reality is that uh, customer data and customer data systems um, are often um, spread throughout a company. Uh, it's not a single centralized siloed environment. Uh, and so you really need uh, this kind of decision-making, organizational readiness, organizational decision-making, uh, and as I said, well-orchestrated across the company. Um, so I would hesitate to say which title um, should have responsibility for that, um, but no question, uh, it's part of this broader discussion. How are we going to raise our game at customer data? 
John, yeah, I agree with you completely about it. Sort of, it depends on you know what the company is, where it is, and its maturity, the sort of market it's in, what the customer expectations are. But I, my uh, point, I I was not clear on is just whatever the optimal outcome is. I don't think a lot of companies are quite close to that yet, right? They're they're moving along with how they've done things before. They might think it's still you know, well, that's a data is a tech thing. So it should be the CIO, or the CTO, or data is a sales thing. It should be over here instead of looking at it and say, what's going to drive the best outcome for customers? What's going to give us the smallest chance of alienating customers with some of the things we're doing? Because I suspect, John, you, you talk about inside companies, there still is a lot of work to be done for companies to get this very important issue of how to use customer data appropriately. How do you use that uh, optimize that in the right way. And coming from the other direction, John, I think on the customer side, right, we all know from our personal lives is our tolerance for being treated poorly or mistreated, uh, or even just, you know, uh, awkwardly, um, you know, silly approaches we see people take. There's, there's no tolerance for that, right? You know, they're gone. Uh, we push those, those companies out of our sphere. So really important there, John. And do you have a sense of, um, you know, self-awareness among companies about this do they sort of are, are they are they getting a, an idea that we need to do things differently today well i would say that if uh, I, the short answer is yes i think that uh, you know coming th uh, through the this uh, over the last uh, year and a half now of digital transformation uh, many companies are interacting with their customers online and in digital ways, uh, it's um, once again, raising awareness and new ways of thinking about customer engagement. Uh, so these things are naturally um, rising up, um, you know, uh, to the, you know, to, um, you know, to the CXO level um, conversations. Um, Bob, I, when I think about it, so we talked a bit about the challenges and you just raised the question of company awareness. You know, the other side of this is the, the opportunities. So let me just mention a couple things here um, that I see as interesting um, that also fit into this um, question you just raised about, hey, are, are companies like, you know, paying attention uh, uh, both to the challenges and the opportunities. So John, I think- Pardon me, ask, John. There's the teeing that up beautifully. And may I ask before you get into those, please, I just want to share a message from our sponsor, BMC. <clears throat> BMC wants to know is your business on its A game? That's when systems are intelligent by learning from markets where automation is paramount yet effortless, and when technology and people work as one in an enterprise. The A game is your business at its absolute best. BMC calls this the autonomous digital enterprise. Find out more at bmc.com slash agame. John, please go ahead. That's, a, that's a, a fascinating subject that you're about to launch into. Thanks, Bob. So I'm thinking about opportunities to innovate and excel with customer data, right? Not just struggle with it, but actually use it to business advantage. Now, so I have two examples, things that I think are immediate opportunities. One is... Uh, we, what, what is customer data? So customer data is data that the customer provides to you, right? When you're interacting with them. 
It's data about the customer that you may get from other sources, from third parties and marketplaces and so on, uh, service providers. So there's customer from the data, customer about the data, but then there's also data that you uh, there's also data that you provide to the customer. And to me, this is super interesting because uh, the companies that uh, are great with customer data are often the ones that are telling you things you want to know about yourself, about your family, about your finances, et cetera. So one of my favorite examples is my Garmin watch. Uh, you know, I use a, a wear a Garmin watch every day. I've been doing this for years and it tells me all of this information. And Garmin's not the only one. There's other, you know, watches out there, Apple and others, of course. It tells me, it provides me more information than I could possibly want or need, but it's all there. You know, um, it knows everything about, you know, down to how many steps I take in a year. It can tell you how many steps you take in a year. That's pretty amazing. Um, and calories and sleep and heart rate and health and all this stuff. That's can be used for a healthier lifestyle and better quality of life. So think of those examples. Um, you know, financial companies would be other ones that um, generally uh, are getting better at using the, the information they have about you to help you make decisions and put you in a better place in this world. So, you know, so I think there's probably other opportunities for companies to share the data they have about you with you. So that would be one example. Another example, and I want to give credit here to uh, Raj Verma. Uh, Raj is the CEO of Single Store, and I was having a a database company. Um, I was having a conversation with Raj about um, cloud data warehousing mm -hmm. and these new style databases, universal databases. And um, he was saying that, you know, if you think about, you know, the data management is often kind of roughly divided in two areas, analytics and operations. Um, the analytics is all about business intelligence and the operations are all about transactions. But if you think about these in real time, in the world we live in today, this, which he referred to as a service economy, you can think of many ways where that customer data can really serve the customer uh, in real time. Um, and the, you know, one, one example that everybody will appreciate is ride sharing. So now you can go onto your mobile phone, you can order the type of ride service that you want, you can watch the car as it's pulling up to where you are, it tells you how much it's going to cost. I mean, it's all of this analytics and operational data together at the same time at the point of the customer engagement. So there's uh, going to be other examples of that. Um, and here too, uh, it's an opportunity, I think, for modern, uh, for digital transformation. So I gave you the example of the watch, uh, of the, um, you know, the ride sharing. And, you know, you can, you know, we could come up with other examples, but this is the opportunity side of it. And then, Bob, you know, we can jump into like the platforms and the services and, you know, we won't spend too much time on that, but the platforms and services that enable this kind of thing. No. Uh, John, maybe to, to keep that off, I, uh, you know this category far, far better than I do, but I thought one of the fascinating things about what I would call the, uh, 
the snowflake phenomenon and the data cloud phenomenon is how they opened that up, right? To say, you can not only use our cloud, but as you do that, you could create a partner network, right? Uh, partners of data, right? Open those borders in some ways that they talked about for different sorts of data. So we're seeing this at company levels and up to really like these mega levels, John. And I just wondered if, uh, is that a direction that UC has promise? Uh, and is it opening up, you know, the, the gateway as you described it for some of these other platforms? Well, uh, so uh, Snowflake was, Snowflake is one of my favorite examples of, uh, yeah, of solving some of the challenges that have existed in the past. Um, in, you know, one of the one of the ongoing issues in in techno in uh, IT is is always the siloed environment, right? Um, data exists in silos, and then you know um, it it gets out of sync, um, and it becomes difficult to share. And Snowflake is really kind of advancing that in their value proposition by making it easier to integrate data and share data within a company and outside of the company with as appropriate with partners and other users and including customers um, if, if that's part of your business model. So I would say that, uh, and you mentioned data cloud. So let's think, let's talk about a customer data cloud. I think that is really the model in my mind. Um, uh, a data cloud uh, is kind of an Uber cloud uh, that may be served uh, by many different sources. And that's, I think, uh, what, uh, you know, ideally a customer data cloud would be. And it gets back to your question earlier about organizational structure and decision-making around that. Um, so the customer data cloud could be the vision for um, this, uh, for this um, new type of customer engagement and, Service, service opportunities that we've been talking about. Um, Bob, uh, you know, just the, I, I mentioned earlier that customer data does not exist in one place. So we know, for example, that there are continue to be data warehouses. They're very important. The data lakes are kind of like, um, uh, you know, a, a bucket uh, where they catch raw data, uh, including lots of customer data, CRM systems, of course. Um, and then, a bit newer uh, in the landscape is uh, customer data platforms. Um, so you have CRM, you have marketing automation, you have your uh, warehouses and data lakes, you have your customer data platforms, uh, and then you um, have uh, data clouds like Snowflakes and um, Google Cloud, of course, is big on the data cloud model as well. Um, so, so the so the modern uh, services and platforms are there to do the kinds of things we're talking about. John, I recently was enlightened that, that uh, as you've described, there's some of those platforms, uh, data clouds, that there's data lakes, that there's data warehouses, and now there's a fusion of the lakes and warehouses to be a data lake house. Do you have a thought on those? Well, yeah, that's an, just another way to, um, to be uh, efficient about uh, that point where data is in aggregated, integrated, and transformed. 
you know, data transformation is uh, the term that is used roughly to turn raw data into business data. And um, uh, so, you know, it had been the case that companies had two things, data lakes and data warehouses. Um, but if you can accomplish both with one platform, so much the better, I think. Um, we've talked a bit in the past, Bob, about ETL, extract, transform, and load. And in the world of cloud databases, it's um, extract, load, and transform. That fits into this conversation as well. The key thing here is that you, you need a data architecture processes for high quality data. I think um, one of the key takeaways I would have from this conversation, because uh, we started the conversation in, by talking about uh, data quantity, is that the, the name of the game is data quality, right? So you need that architecture in place and the tools to make sure that you have squeaky clean data. As you said, you know, we know as consumers when people have bad data about us and when they're using it in the wrong way. Um, you know, I, I guess, oh, just to kind of like bring this in for a landing here, um, I started the conversation by talking about 360 degree view of the customer. I think there's a growing uh, consensus that maybe that's not the best way to think and talk about customer data. So I have a proposal, Bob, uh, so that we change the way we talk about this to the trusted view of the customer. Uh -huh. uh, and so it's not so much about having all the data about the customer as having data that is um, secure, that is governed in the best possible way. Not only so that people inside your company know that it's well protected, but that your customers know. So um, if you have a trusted view of the customer, that's really going to be a requirement. I think we can agree. Uh, going forward. And so that's how I would frame it. Um, less about uh, quantity, more about quality, bring in the governance, bring in the security. Uh, um, and, and, and then the conversation becomes not so much how much value does the customer have to our business, but how much value does our business provide to the customer? And you, you know, so you get from that trusted view to customer value. And I think you're going to be in a better place for the world of digital, you know, the digital uh, customer engagement going forward. Hey, John, I really, really love that idea there that it's, it's not so much the 360, but it, the, the trusted view, especially because it takes it from, you know, the seller uh, at the center of everything to putting the customer to everything. It's a beautiful, uh, beautiful image there, John, and a great new way to look at things. John, before we go, I want to ask if you would uh, broadly serve as sort of a teacher or grade giver here for two groups. So one, you said you don't think that in general businesses are doing a real good job of this. Would you assign, and I know this is a very sweeping generalization, but a grade to the business community for how it's doing right now with customer data. And I ask this because there's uh, to reveal a, a sense of there's a lot more work to be done, perhaps, you know, so what grade would the business community get, John? Well, I, I will answer that, Bob. Let me just say this, though. You know, 
because uh, I, I said early in the conversation that businesses aren't, aren't, aren't that good at it, especially today. They might have been good at it, but the, but the rules have changed, right? So you might have been good at managing customer data 10 years ago, but you know the consumer attitudes have changed. Consumer technologies have changed. Um, services and industries have changed. So if you were good at it a few years ago, it doesn't mean you're good at it today. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, on a scale of one to get 10, um, I would give businesses, I would give them a range of, I would say, uh, three to five. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much upside on this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the key thing for me is that even the companies that are good at it, uh, there's so much more they can do. Yeah. So I don't know how that compares with with your own grading system, Bob. Oh no, no, John. I I I like that. And what you said, it's it is uh, one way you can look at it is three to five on a scale of ten is fantastic. That's not very good. But as you said, there's a lot of room for improvement, and it's an ongoing course, right? The rules are changing. What companies have to do, it's very different today. So I I think that was good for showing uh, a high degree of potential still out there. That there, there's a lot of room for improvement. And then, John, how about a similar grade for the tech industry or the data industry in some ways? What, what grade does it get right now for uh, everything from the technology it's offering to that mindset that you just uh, deconstructed so beautifully with your trusted view of the customer or customer data? Yeah, I think that uh, the, the tech industry, the data industry uh, has a long way to go. Um, because there is this, uh, cus- this, this customer backlash. It's always existed, but it's faster, easier, and more disruptive than ever now uh, for, custom- uh, for cu- uh, customers to be able to just switch uh, businesses. And by the way, I think we know from personal experience, if you walk away from a brand, you know, it's going to, you may not be inclined to go back to that brand, right? So, so that it gets to this whole thing about customer acquisition and customer retention, et cetera. So customers don't like the idea of their data being sold, right? This is, uh, you know, now we all get hit with these messages, you know, do you accept the cookies and so on. They don't want to be tracked. They don't want their data be, to be sold. They don't want the devices around the house to be listening for cues uh, to deliver up uh, service offerings. Uh, So I would say that on a scale of one to 10, the industry is at, I'm going to say a a three to four. It, It just requires so much more today because what worked in the past doesn't work now and customers are savvy and they might, you know, they might uh, be hyper aware, let's call it that, to, uh, to the way that their data is being used. Yeah. And so, John, the tech industry might, <clears throat> on your one to 10 scale, they might get a seven, eight, or nine on the development of brute force technologies that are capable of doing extraordinary things. But the bigger, more important grade is how well are you deploying these things to you know, enrich and delight and dazzle your customers as opposed to uh, alienating them or creeping them out in some ways? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, the sheer technology advances are much higher on the scale. Yeah. Uh, AI, machine learning, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, data lakes uh, and houses, uh, all of these things, uh, data clouds uh, represent big advances in terms of the techno enabling technologies. But really, the enabling, you know, it, it all boils down to how the data is being used and it governed and used. That's what people care about. And so that pulls the, the grade down for me um, yeah. from the sheer capability um, part of it. Well, perfect, John. Um, this has been great. Very lively as always with you. Wonderful insights here, John. The quantity, quality, discussion, inside out, trusted. Really great ideas here, John. Thanks for sharing those. And um, it is, uh, it's wonderful to think about working together, John, for a third time. That's fantastic. I I'm honored to be able to do so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Bob. Thanks so much. All right, folks. And a lot of the things that John's describing here, as John mentioned, you can read more of John's work on accelerationeconomy.com. John is the leader of the Data Revolution channel and section within that. Uh, I hope all of you are doing great here as we're getting ready to move into uh, deep, more deeply into the fall. Hope it's been a great year so far for you. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks a lot.